Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number 358, and I am calling it Applying the Decluttering Process to Any Situation even the ones that seem too different. I had a delightful conversation with Caroline today. Uh, Well, not today, but like yesterday. And it's going to be on the podcast today, even though yesterday was a couple weeks ago, but whatever. Anyway, um, I had a great conversation with her and you, I'm putting this out on the 22nd. It is so full of so much value And I think you're all going to learn so much, but it's also just so fascinating. Caroline lives on a boat, y'all. She lives on a boat and she's so open and honest. And she's so, I just, I think it's going to be, it's a great conversation. We talk about the container concept and the reality of that and just some really unusual situation that she's in right now and how we take the same process and we apply it to that situation. And I just think you're going to love it. I, I I had so much fun talking with her. I always have so much fun talking with all these people. But I, this one just was delightful. And I just think if you are wrapping gifts or whatever, or if you're not listening to this until who knows when, you're going to love it either way. It's just, it's just one of those that's going to be great. Um, I do want to make sure you know that Decluttering Coaches, my training program, if you have thought about being a decluttering coach, check, go check it out. Think about it. Uh, if you purchase the training course before the first of the year, so like by December 31st, 2022, you'll get a significant discount on your first year of certification. So just go ahead and check that out. If you're looking for a decluttering coach, go see who's listed on there because we have both online and in person coaches there. So decluttercoaches.com. I'm really proud of it. And also take your house back is available at a reduced price right now. So go to aslobcomesclean.com slash take. I will also have the link in the show notes and you can um, find out more about that because this is a great time to get in on that. Okay. Here is my conversation with Caroline. Caroline, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk with me. I would love to hear about you and your unique life situation. Thank you for having me on the on the show and thank you for everything actually not just being uh, allowing me to speak to you but just you being you in general. I'm so glad I found you. I can't believe I found you. Um I'm sure you hear that a lot. But um, how, how did you find me? I'm curious. I googled I'm overwhelmed with rubbish. <laughs> and you came up. That makes me happy that the rubbish term that I own that. No, I don't. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. That's and then I, and then I watched you on the, on the, but it's a YouTube. You did one of your YouTube videos and I just liked you because you were normal and you, you just seemed like, I mean, don't, not to put anybody else down, but oh, sometimes course, course. when the, the, when, when, when sometimes when the gurus talk, and they're in these massive houses, and they're fabulous. And I, they just seem so removed from yeah. me. And and you, you're one, what my mum would call one of us. Yes, <laughs> I am totally <laughs> one of you. 
you're one of me. We're all, I think, and I think that's where that right there is the thing that made me willing to do what I do because for so long I resisted it. I was like, why would I talk about this? And then I'm like, no, I needed to know there's someone like me. Like I needed there to be normal. And there are definitely people out there who are like, ew, normal, gross, you know, but there are so many of us who that is exactly what we needed. We needed normal, which is funny because, you know, I always thought of normal and especially when I first started blogging, I would refer to anybody who didn't struggle in their house as normal. I called them normal people. And then I was the different one, but it's almost like, you know, that's twisted a little over the years. And I've started to think maybe we're more normal. I don't know. Now we're not, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And just the number of people and, and obviously as a patient and I, I look on the Facebook group and, and everything and, and just the number of people who are like me it's it's brilliant <laughs> it's it's so, amazing yeah. yeah it is so yeah. but tell me a little bit about your unique situation because it is there are no degrees of unique actually did we know that like that's one of the things somebody said to me one time you know there's no degrees of unique so you can't actually say very unique or super unique it's actually like if it's unique it's one of a kind so tell me about your unique situation because it is unique it well yes i live on a boat it is a narrow boat and it's about six and a half feet wide and about 30 feet long inside. Okay. So I effectively live in a corridor, <laughs> and, um, which, you know, which is fine. I live by myself. I, I, I used to have a cat, but I don't anymore. And um, but she, she was queen of the dock for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've lived I've lived on the dock now for, for 25 years. Um, it's in central London. So it's near Canary Wharf, the financial district. It's on the south of the river. So I can walk to Tower Bridge. It's about an hour's walk away. And it's, it's only a couple of tube stops. So I live in, if anyone who's, who's, who knows the tube system, I live in Zone 2, which is really near the centre of London. And I couldn't afford to live here if I didn't want a boat. I mean, the, you know, what I pay a month in, in moorings, people pay more than that for a week's rent, you know. So... I'm very fortunate. In moorings, is that what you said? Yeah. So that's you. What it is, it's you moor the boat. So right. it's like rent. So, so I you're renting your spot at the dock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I first moved on, uh, you weren't supposed to live on your boat, and you had to sign a thing to say you weren't living on it, and everyone did, and then everyone lived on their boat. <laughs> but now, now we're official, and now okay. we pay tax and rent and everything like that. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm legal now. Do you boat around? Um, I don't. I could, but I, I don't. So where where I am, I'm on the south side of the Thames in a marina just on the south side. So in order for me to go anywhere, I would have to cross the Thames to get to the north side to go to um, any of the canals on there. And that would be quite scary to do that. So I'm I'm quite happy to just stay where I am. And also... I don't have as much stuff as I used to, and we'll get to that, but it would mean, yeah, I, it's not practical, really. So I, I do okay. stay where I am, but I could I could move. It is a proper boat. <laughs> I have to keep asking questions because it's so fascinating. <laughs> we'll get to the clutter talk, but, you know, yeah, uh, do uh, are there other of your neighbors who do, like, use this as a transportation form as well, or is it primarily a living situation for most people? It's it's a mixed it's mixed. So you have people who um, live here all year round. You have people who have 
other homes and who stay at weekends or over the summer. And then you have we have people who come in, who visit, who are yachting or boating around the UK or from the continent and and, and come and visit. So we have a whole variety of different people who, who come there. So there's about 150 birds, I think, something like that. So I'd really? say about, yeah, I'd say about 70 are full time. Okay. People who mooring. I've probably got that totally wrong, so don't point me. <laughs> it sounds it sounds bigger than it is, but it's yeah, there's quite a few. So what it you, is a, it is a gated community. It is gated. Okay. Yeah. What about um? I, I really am going to get to clutter. What about during yeah. storms and things? Like, is that an issue? It's uh, it's very good at the rumba, and there's quite a bit of saltering going on as well. So. Um, <laughs> It's uh, yeah. Although sometimes when I've actually now at the moment I've got a very large Dutch barge. You know the huge, huge Dutch barges that come. So that that is actually moored opposite me, and if so, it, that shelters me from the wind. But no, quite. Sometimes I'm woken up in the middle of the night when I'm kind of we're doing this as the uh, as as it, as I say it does the rumba and it goes in all different directions. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm tied up and I'm safe. So okay, yeah, I do have things about drifting off down the river but that's they're just dreams <laughs> oh my word yes like even you just saying that freaks me out a little bit <laughs> um do you ever get seasick no funnily enough I got land sick when I first moved on really so when I first yeah it was really weird for the first couple of weeks I'd be sat down on a bus or somewhere and I would just feel sick when I when there was no motion but after that then no, no oh wow and you that's- get used to the other thing the other, sorry, the other thing was when I, because um, I know we'll talk about this, but the boat had to be out of the water for a little while. And when I first went to sit down, I banged my head because I sit, I sit crossways so that the boat is, is lengthways and I'm sort of sat across from it. So when I sit down, the boat rocks backwards. And when it was out of the water and there was no movement, I obviously in, instinctively just moved, just rocked back and then cracked my head on the you'll see on here. I'm not laughing that you cracked your head no, I'm do. laughing that this happened I'm not doing I did I just thought you idiot <laughs> have no, you I ever know. fallen I mean, in no no I haven't my cat used to well I used I thought my cat used to fall in and then one time I caught her uh with a uh, fighting another cat and what they used to do was they would run each run each other off the pontoons so that's how they would fight and every every couple of months she would come in soaking wet through <laughs> but I've never fallen in <laughs> oh wow that's awesome okay well we'll move on to the clutter but all of that is going to be um all of our discussion I feel like people need to understand the context that we're talking about here so <laughs> I love it that's great okay so tell me something since uh you've been decluttering since you've been following you know parts of my process what is something a strategy that's had a big impact on your in my notes, I have home, but I'm going to say on your boat. That's fine. Yeah, it's the, the biggest thing, and it was a real revelation, is the container concept. And it, you wouldn't think it because it, a boat is, the boat is so obviously a container, but I'd never considered it yeah. being a container before. And when I was moving stuff back on to the boat, I had a, a set of shelves that were just two shelves. And it was like, it's like a, a cube of shelving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was going to move it back and I tried to get it in. And I couldn't, I could, I could jam it in, 
to the boat. I could jam it so that everything was was jammed in. So technically, I could get it in. And I thought, I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I want this these shelves. I don't. I don't think there's enough room for them. Technically, there is, but there isn't enough room to be comfortable and have them yeah. on. And I, I did sort of well up actually at that. And I did think of you. I sent out good thoughts in the universe to you because, truly, it would never have occurred to me to think like that before your process. To think actually, there's no room for it. There is just there is just too much. Get rid. And I did. And that was a revelation. Let's talk about one of our sponsors, Prep Dish. I don't know about you. But I have definitely felt the pain of rising grocery costs. My normal grocery order is so much higher than it was a year ago. It's tough to balance choosing healthy food while keeping the weekly grocery budget reasonable. I'm thankful for Prep Dish more than ever lately for this very reason. I know this might sound counterintuitive. How can you justify paying for a meal plan subscription instead of putting that money aside to spend on groceries? Many Prep Dish subscribers actually find they save money by using Prep Dish and I've definitely seen that in my own home. How's this possible? Well, first, prep dish meal plans are carefully crafted to use all of each ingredient. If one recipe calls for half a bunch of green onions, the other half will get used in another recipe. This means no half-used produce going in the garbage. Second, after you've carefully prepped your healthy meals for the week, you won't feel the need to give in to midweek takeout. You've already done the hard work, so eating at home is an easy choice. Avoiding even one takeout order per week saves a lot of money on food costs. Finally, you have the final say in the groceries that you purchase. If steak is on the menu one week, but you have chicken thighs in your freezer, you can easily make that substitution. Want to go meatless for one meal? Sub the ground meat for beans. Unlike meal delivery kits, these meal plans are super flexible and you control the food cost. Adapt them to your tastes and your budget. Want to give it a try? The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. You can't beat that. Check out PrepDish.com slash A Slob Comes Clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash A Slob Comes Clean for your first two weeks free. It's a no-brainer. Do you mind going ahead and since you mentioned having to move things out and move things back in, do you mind sharing what happened? Yeah, no, not at all. As I said, I've lived on for 25 years and obviously accumulated lots of stuff. And then since my cat died about four years ago, so I, I always used to keep it at a level where, you know, it was doable and she could play on the floor. And that was a natural barrier to, to, to getting overwhelmed. But then it got quite bad and I, I, it got very, very cluttered. And I do suffer from depression and I have. I take medication from it. It's it's fine. It's under control, and I I am functional, and and it's not a it's fine. But I was hoarding, and it got to the point where I I I hadn't seen the floor for a couple of years, and I was walking on things to to get everywhere. And the boat. Every so often, you do need to take the boat out of the water to get the underside um, covered. You need to do a, a survey to make sure that the metal is still the right thickness and it's safe and you don't need to have anything mended um, or fixed and the the lock office everyone here is brilliant and the lock office the people there said you need to take it out to get it to get it uh, surveyed and I said yeah 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 that's fine yeah I will I will I will 
And then I got came back onto the boat one night, <laughs> the night of the day I broke my arm, actually. And I came back and there was I trod in water and there was water inside the boat. And I thought, OK, so I phoned the lock office and they said, right, we've, we've got to get it out of the water now. So they did. They lived, We've got a crane here so they could lift me out of the water and then they, they put it on blocks on a on a dry mooring. And that's so they could investigate what was happening. See? And the bottom of the boat was fine. There was no problems with the bottom of the boat at all. I, I needed no welding doing to it. It's all British steel. It's, it's perfect. And when they, I had it repainted while it was out, and then they tried to put it back in the water, and it started sinking. And I couldn't understand why. And then they worked out what it was and what was happening at the front of the boat. On my, it is different for all boats, but on my boat, at the front of the boat, I have drainage holes for rainwater to, that falls when it falls on the front of the boat it can just drain off and I had so much stuff on the boat that what that hole was under the water line and it was water was there was a, a hole in it the rust it, it, there'd been a hole in it and water was getting into the bottom of the boat and they think it had been happening for a while and I had noticed because there was so much stuff I hadn't noticed and they said this is yeah you've got to get it out and they realized that's what it that that's what it was and it was the amount of stuff i had on there it okay. genuinely and now it's back in the water and i've got all the stuff off that hole is nine inches above the water line that's wow. how much stuff i had on there and i cannot believe <laughs> uh, you know i Honestly, it, and the weight of it, because it was, I think, because there was water seeping in mm. for a long time. That I hadn't, when I started to excavate to get things out, there were lots of things that were absolutely sodden. They were, they were so wet and they were, they'd sort of moulded together. It was mush and the weight of it, it was just awful. And I, um, sorry, I'm getting emotional. No, I, I, and I, I, I've had, <laughs> I, I don't want to make you emotional. So only tell me what you're oh, willing to tell me. Oh, no, it's fine. I didn't, I, I, it's the first emotion I've felt with it because yeah. I think I just kind of, you know. It is what it is. And you it. dealt with what you had to deal with, right? Yeah. And, and everyone was very kind and they said, we'll help you throw everything out. We'll help you throw it. And I said, no, I've got to do it myself. And the, the floor was completely rotten. Uh -huh. underneath the stuff that I'd done it was it all had to be just thrown out and I had to, and it took me took me a while but I thought of you and a lot of it was definitely dirt rubbish <laughs> but I did it I cleared it out they mended they've replaced the floor it's back in and I'm safe so you know but yeah that <sighs> was a lesson to be learned really yeah <laughs> it sounds dramatic but you know I mean that was and, and the thing I think that freaked me out the most was that because with all of these things, especially with the boats and things, there comes a point of no return. And I could have been asleep. Yes. But I wasn't. So thank, thank goodness for that. I'm very thankful <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah. So you already had watched some YouTube videos or things like that before that. Had you been decluttering <laughs> some before that? I started. I tried okay. to start. But it was really one. So some of the things I learned was that I don't actually keep much rubbish because I thought, oh, well, that's good. I can get rid of a load of rubbish. And obviously, 
it grizzed it with the top layer. I didn't realise there was a lot of rotting rubbish underneath, but for the top layer, um, I, I'd started to do that. But then I'd sort of hit a, a problem, which is when I contacted you um, and, and sort of wrote into your to find you and also to, to ask about it because I've sort of got stuck with trying to, to do that. And I, um, so I, I knew I had to get rid of stuff. I, mean, I was walking on, I wasn't, I hadn't seen the floor for years. I knew I had to do something. Yeah. Um, but I, I was still, I was still at the phase of, yeah, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. I need to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I'm it was forced upon you and you've been working through some, what did you do with the stuff when you had to clear out the boat? So I do have a studio. Um, I rent a small, a small space because I, I try to make jewelry. Um, okay. and I, I rented that. So, um, That's and, so cool. um, so that was good. So I had a place for some stuff to go, but in throwing a lot of stuff out, I also tried to do the, donate at the same time there was some stuff that I just threw in bags so there was a whole pile of stuff that has been thrown away when it started when it started sinking they had to get rid of a load of stuff quickly Mm -hmm. so I don't know what's gone that that automatically went but now so what now the state I'm in at the moment is I'm sort of living with bare bones which actually is quite nice actually and um I, I have to paint the floor, so I haven't moved everything back on because I don't want to. I need to paint the floor. So, yeah. but then the stuff that I have moved out, I moved into the studio. But what I've resulted in is effectively the problem I had when I first contacted you, which is I've just got a wall. <laughs> I went there the weekend and it's just a wall of bags, it's a wall of stuff. So it's weird. I'm sort of still in a the wall same of bags. Yeah, a wall of bags in your studio full of you actually don't know what you just know it was taken off of the boat. I, I took it off, so I know I know what's in there. So I know okay. what's in there are things that I would, in theory, want to keep mm-hmm. or keep in the studio. Okay. I I know that I won't be able to keep all of it, and I am I think and after the experience of getting rid of those two that shelving unit was so liberating Mm -hmm. and it's so nice being free from rubbish um I'm hoping that I mean I'm not I'm not expecting all of the stuff to be moved back onto the boat right um so yeah so that's where I am at the minute well we got a little off track but it was all great information and I appreciate you sharing so openly and honestly, because that's what we're going to talk about is how to go through this. But I did want to go back and say another strategy that, cause I usually ask for two strategies or concepts that have been ex- especially helpful for you in the progress that you have already made up until this point. So was there something else? Yes. So my mom also has problems with clutter and she was recently ill. And she was away from the house for a week and I decluttered her living room and um, hallway and the take it there now was superb. Again, I threw stuff out and, but there I was able to take things to different rooms because she's got a house. Um, And it was, it's just brilliant. And I, and on the boats, even now I've, I've started doing it, even though I have little stuff and I have taken it to its logical conclusion and it has resulted the taking it there now thing and you know where would I look for it first idea 
right. um, has, res- has resulted in me having a cutlery and sanitary towel drawer. They live together in the same drawer. Love it. <laughs> Which I just thought, well, who knew? But it, it's where I look for it first. It's where I need them. I try them elsewhere. I, I don't have a toilet on the boat, you see. Okay, um, I, I so have to tell you, no. it took me a minute to translate in my brain what you ah, were saying. Right. Okay, and now I get it. And now I go, you know what? I mean, <laughs> sanitary, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I live on it, because I live on the boat, I, I, I go to the toilet outside on, on, a, on a communal. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could have a, t- but then I lose my wardrobe. So I, I use it. It's like a communal showers. Yeah. And, um, I need to take things with me and the cutlery drawer is by the door because that's where the bit of the that's where the kitchen is. I just, yeah. So where you would look for it first. I mean, yep. <laughs> You've and, got a lot to answer for girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I am I going laugh. to let parents translate that. I'm not going to do it. So anyway, Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. don't apologize. I love it. I'm, hey, it is what it is. I think it's awesome. Uh, I mean, I really do. Like you, because here's the thing you are going with your reality of where you would look for something first. Because of where you are and what you've been through, that is so important. And with every single thing that you do that with, you're going to learn more about your space, you're going to learn more about yourself, all of that kind of stuff. So that that's how you get through this process at some point down the road where you feel completely settled in and confident in yourself, you might change your mind on that, but it is better to put it in the place where you would look for it first so that you can experience that success of, you know, finding it in the first place where you look for it. Like it's it, that's just anyway, love it. This show is brought to you by better help. Wouldn't it be so great if life came with a user manual? I know I could have definitely used one when I had toddlers, or especially when I first had kids going off to college. When it comes to helping with the user manual of life, therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Plus, therapy has so many benefits from learning how to view a challenging situation, differently uh, to figuring out words to use when you're talking to someone about a difficult topic. There are so many good things that can come from therapy. I personally saw so many benefits in therapy. Honestly, the biggest one was probably having a specific hour each week when I stopped to focus on and talk through my own difficult situations with my therapist. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash clean. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Okay. I'm stopping to do a quick ad for my own new site, declutteringcoaches.com. We are adding new coaches, so check it out. If you wanted to find someone who can help you work through my decluttering process in your home one-on-one. Many coaches are available to coach online or in your home if they're listed for your area. And if you've seen the impact of decluttering on your own home and you want to help others, 
go check out my Decluttering Coach training at declutteringcoaches.com. Here's some of the feedback that we've received from coaches about the training course. Dana is funny. I found myself laughing out loud at random things here and there, which kept learning fun. It was a reasonable length of time to complete, and I liked the mix of videos to watch and things to read. And another coach said, listening to Dana explain her process in its entirety for an audience who are new was delightful. I thought the course was well-paced, and Dana is eloquent as always. I know, I'm sitting here talking about myself. I just want to make sure you know about it. Okay. Remember that if you have thought about becoming a decluttering coach, purchasing the training course at declutteringcoaches.com by December 31st of this year, 2022, means you get a significant discount on your first year of certification. Go to declutteringcoaches.com to find a coach in your area or learn more about becoming a decluttering coach. Let's talk about the first question that you have for me. Funnily enough, although it's it was, I originally contacted you before all this happened. I have still have the same problem. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> I know it's like, oh, you go figure. Oh, I understand. I, yeah. I, there's so much stuff. Whereas at my mom's house, I could take something to where I would look for it. I have no room to do that. So the, uh, when I open the door of the studio where things are now, are now I've only got the space where the door opens into. Yeah. that's it and although I know in theory I can pick something up and think yes I'm going to I, I would look for that over there mm-hmm. I can't physically get there and I can't even physically get near it because okay and I I just don't know what to do and I'm stuck okay so you mentioned earlier that you're enjoying having the open space on your boat okay so and your boat is your living space do you find living easier in that space now with less stuff in it okay and you're nodding yes yeah fight for it yeah and you want to fight for it okay okay so let's talk about your studio you when you described it to me a few minutes ago you said that first of all you call it a studio you don't call it a storage space you said that it is for your jewelry making. Okay. So think about the definition of that space as studio for jewelry making. Okay. And so when you think about the container concept, the first thing that deserves space in the container is you, you deserve space first. Okay. Oh, your body. (laughs) I have thought of that. Yeah, like your physical body deserves space first because you have to be there. And when other things are taking up the space that you need for your body, then, I mean, I'm assuming you're paying rent on this studio. Like when you signed the lease on it, were you thinking this is so I can store things or were you thinking this is so I can have a place to work? Right. Okay. So it's your, it's your physical body, but it's also room to do the thing that is the purpose of the room. Okay. So I want you to think about maybe when you first got it and it was kind of empty and I'm guessing, guessing you could tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe it felt nice to be in this empty space where you could do what you needed to do as opposed to the way that the boat was at the time. Right. So 
think about that. Think about the purpose, the reason you sign the lease, the reason you pay rent on it every month and the space that you need to do the jewelry making. That is the number one priority in this space, in this container that is this studio. Okay. So when you think of it that way, then realize that the stuff that is in there is going to have to leave. It has to go. Like there isn't enough physical space for you to do that. And, and I know you're in a tough situation because you also want to protect your boat, right? So you've got two physical, you've got a boat, which is kind of like, oh, wait, this is what I wanted it to be like, right? Okay. So as you go through things, be crazy picky about what you're actually going to cart from your studio to your boat. So the first thing I would do is take pictures of your boat on the inside, take pictures of every surface, every shelf, every closet, every, and I know you're sitting there thinking, I don't have, well, you know what I mean though, but like every oh, no, surface, no, yeah. No, yeah, every cubby, every spot that you have where stuff could go, take pictures, take pictures that are panned out. So you get the whole thing, take pictures close up, use a little, um, I was going to say a dollar, but you could use a pound, right. Uh, or, you know, a, a, a bill of money and, you know, use it for, for just to give yourself some, because, because we're dealing with a space that was a certain way for a very, very long time. And so sometimes when you're away from that space, this is the whole beauty of the take it there now, right? Like it forces you to deal with reality. So, so take a, a bill piece of money, put it in this space so you can have some kind of context for that's how big that cabinet actually is. And then you can compare stuff with it in this space that you're working in so that you, because your goal is like, I don't want to take it to the boat unless I know that there's a spot for it there. Okay. But ultimately what I'm doing is I'm cleaning out the studio because I don't want to use that for storage. So this no. is an opportunity. And I, I guarantee you there are people listening and this sounds weird because it's one of those things where it's like, uh, but they're jealous of your opportunity. Oh, oh yeah. I'm no, I'm sure I'm, I'm very appreciative. I realize that I right. had an amazing chance and I, I, I don't want to come across as it, it I'm, I'm, I'm self-pitying or anything like this. It, it golden opportunity. And I was being so lucky. So. Well, and really. I, I think I'm trying to come at it from, I don't want to be like, you're lucky when you had a really traumatic <laughs> thing happen. You know oh, what no. I mean? So I'm not trying no. to come at it yeah. from that perspective, but I think no, you no, have, but I do. I right. am grateful. You are looking at it in the best possible way. And so it's like, okay, so my goal is to clean out the studio, knowing that its purpose is to basically be empty so that I have room to work. It is not a storage place. My boat, I have this amazing opportunity to only bring not we're, we're going to take out the whole what I want what is good what is useful we're going to take that out okay and take it slowly because the longer that you live with less stuff the more you start to realize my life is easier with less stuff right yeah so taking an I or or it helps you start to see oh I did need this at some point and I swam across the Thames and got one. I'm just kidding. I just had to say that, but 
<laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, I got on the tube and I, <laughs> but it, you know, that London is like the most magical place in all of our minds. Like it just is. I mean, like I have been there twice. I was there for naked cycling day. That was wow. interesting. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you wow. Go, girl. Oh, wow. I didn't participate. No, 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 no. I didn't. I just happened to be there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We believe you. Whatever. But really, though, like, like, this is such a an opportunity for you. And so it's like, I'm going to go even if it's so slow, that's fine. Right. Because the longer that you live with less stuff, the more you're going to be adjusted and ready and more picky about stuff coming in. So I, I know it. I know you want to do it. And you do it. I mean, like use it, but, but also you, you had to do something really fast because you were forced into that. And so, you know, just, just take your time and item by item looking at those pictures. So as you take something out of a, a bag in your studio, okay, because our goal is to clear out the studio, as you take it out of the bag, your question is, where would I look for this first in my boat? Right. And then you look at the pictures to say, oh, wait, there's already something there. Or you know what? That space is not that space is not as big as it was in my brain because, you know, I can come up with all these. Oh, I think I've got this there or whatever. Um, yeah. And so that you already have a plan. So then you fill your tote with whatever it is that you have said. I'm, I'm actually going to put this stuff in a real spot and then I'm going to haul it. To, how far away is your studio from your boat? It, it's only a few minutes drive. It, it's about a half hour walk. So um, okay. I, I, I like walking. So if I have to carry it, that's another good limiting factor. If it I, is. It is. Because, yeah, because with every, you know, tub of stuff, ever, I mean, you are really experiencing the reality of managing, handling, dealing with stuff, you know? And so it's like, say, this is a good thing. Reality is a good thing. What was it? Um, something I was listening to recently referred to mental health as the relentless pursuit of reality or something like that. And I could be saying that completely wrong. Okay. No, no, no but that's, that sounds pretty good in itself. It makes sense, right? Like I'd never heard of it said that way before. And I really need to figure out who said it so I can give credit. <laughs> but, and and so for you, for your house to really truly function the way that you want it to, this boat, you need to relentlessly pursue the reality of this space. And it's a gift that you have to walk 30 minutes carrying this stuff. Because it's going to mean there are going to be a lot of things that you're like, I would prefer to either stick it in the trash or the rubbish or stick it in a donatable donate box than carry this this way, because that will help you see what it is that you love. Now, how are you feeling as I say all of this? Is this freaking you out? No, no, she says, no, really? No, it's fine. Honestly, I saw no, your face. I, That's why I asked. No, no. <laughs> no I know. No, I, I think the idea of taking photos and having that actually with me when I look at things in the studio. I mean, I know that I have to get rid of a lot. I know I can't. I know I don't want to take it all 
bring it all back in. But I know then that means I have to get rid of a lot of more stuff. Well, so that was why, you know, but doing it slowly, I need yeah. to do it. It's like, what do you want? You know? Well, and that's so, the thing is like, if you are, if you are being thoughtful about every single item that you put into this tote that you're going to tote for a 30 minute walk, then I don't know what I was going to say, but it's going to be really good. It was going to change your whole entire everything. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I mean, for, so one thing I one thing I did that I, and I thought of you, and I don't know if you'd suggested this or not, but I had a I've got a cupboard that's a freestanding cupboard. And I used to have it one way. And in order to be able to open the door, I had to leave the space in front of it empty. Well, that was just a magnet for throwing stuff in because it was a hole. It was just like I mean, I used the catalyst bottle used to be there, but after that, so now what I've done is I've turned it sideways so the cupboard opens into the walkway so I don't have a hole that I can Ah. throw things into do you see what I mean and I I thought of you when I did that and I thought because I I think there was a a podcast or somewhere where you said about it was like a um, a corners attract and sometimes it's better to just get rid of the piece of furniture than it is to have it there yes yeah something like that and so everything you say is mind-blowing I mean it was all a revelation so you know I have no doubt that it wasn't going to be you know genius but no I I think what I was saying was I think what I was going to say that was going to change everything and now it'll not sound that smart but anyway uh, (laughs) was as you are doing this knowing that the vast majority of this stuff is going to need to go away that's that's the bit the vast majority, because because you have such an opportunity to only put something in your house if it has a real, true space. Yeah. And if it doesn't have a space in your house, it doesn't have a space in the studio either because the studio has this purpose. So unless it's something that fits the purpose of the studio, like makes it easier for you to be creative in there, makes it easier for you to make jewelry. Then it shouldn't be in there either. Right. And so, and so, and remember too, that this whole, the way that we do things around here is meant to let you take it at your own pace, either physical energy wise, emotional energy wise, reality of distractibility, all that kind of stuff. You can take this at your own pace because you're going to make one decision at a time. And the problem is sometimes you see all those bags there and you think, well, I can't do this thing one decision at a time acting on that decision. I can't do that because I have to walk 30 minutes. And so it, the process surely can't work in this situation. Instead, I must pull everything out of these bags and sort it all around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But instead to go ahead with, you know, this is the same thing I tell people when they're going to clear out, you know, um, the home of someone who, and they're like, oh, but what am I going to bring back to my house? I'm like, take pictures of your house and have real actual spots in mind. And then when you get it there, you have to put it in that spot and find out, was I right about this? Or did I look at this empty surface and end up putting six things in my tote thinking, oh yeah, that'll go in that spot. Oh yeah, that'll go in that spot. Not realizing I've done it with six things and you have to be real realistic again, you know, but you can do this little by little by little by little, you know, cause as it is, you can't work in that space anyway. 
yeah, you said that you're really protective of your boat and that's a, a great place to be. You know, it's like with my office that I'm in right now, I'm super protective of what comes out here. Like this is, you know, and somebody at one point, I don't know, maybe you've watched this YouTube video, but somebody at one point had asked, I had a, a dragon head from that I'd gotten in Hong Kong. And I had decided that there was not an actual place for it in my home. And so I'd gotten rid of it, even though it had some sentimental value. And somebody said, but you have your office now. You could put it there. And I was like, but that's not the purpose of this office. And if I let myself start putting stuff here because the space exists, but there's still no purpose for it here either, or, you know, space where I want to display it or anything like that then that's how this space is going to get out of control too, you know? And so I made that hard decision, even though technically I had space somewhere where I could stick it, but I had experienced how that doesn't go well for me, right? Like, you know, just sticking it somewhere is how I got into the mess that I was in. So instead I was like, it would be better for me to be super purposeful, relentlessly pursue reality, you know, and, and, and take it there now and decide, is this really someplace where I'm actually willing for it to be? And if not, it needs to go, you know, so, you know, acknowledge that the same process will work. It's a little different because of your unique situation, but it's the same process. Yeah. And I, and I think it's that thing of, <clears throat> it's almost like you're being naughty. If you've got somewhere to put it, then you should put it there. And to say that you don't want it, even if you have room for it, technically, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's a weird feeling. I feel like I'm being yeah. disrespectful or something by getting rid of it. And it's a, it's stupid. It's an object. It doesn't but you don't do. have room for it. No. You, no. you don't have room for it on your boat because it's easier to live on your boat. You're the number one priority. You deserve space over anything else. And if it makes it harder to live in your boat, if it makes it harder to move around, if it makes it harder to get to and access the things that you need, then it's taking up your space and you have to have that priority. So it's not just what can you fit in, it's how can you function in this space? And then you don't have the room if that studio is where you're supposed to be um, making jewelry, you know? Like you don't have the space. It feels like you do when you haven't thought of every space as a container and a limit before and that mm. you have to have, you know, function deserves space first. It feels like, well, that room exists. So I, it would be wrong for me to get rid of something when technically I could keep it, except that if you keep it, you can't access it, right? Yeah. You can't do the thing that you need to do in there. Yeah, no, that. That whole thing about I'm the most important thing in the space is just bizarre. <laughs> well, it, it is weird. I, and I get it. But at the same time, you are living. So and you're living it right now. You're living how much easier it is to live with us stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. as you do that, you know, and, and then as you get your boat exactly the way that you want it, you might get to a point where you're like, okay, I like it like this but I still have more stuff to clear out there. And I know there's random things somewhere that I am going to have to go through. So at that point, you're going to be one in one outing, not filling up space, but one in one outing. So at this point, my, my boat is the way I want it. Now I'm going to take pictures again 
Like every time that you go back, take pictures again of your boat. And then as you go through, you say, okay, oh, I love this thing. Okay. What on my boat? Cause my boat is the way I want it now. What on my boat deserves space less than this item. And that will help you decide. And how much easier would it be if you just stick it in a donate box that you have picked up from that location or however donating works there. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Yes. I see what you mean. Yes. See, it makes sense when you say it. <laughs> but it's hard when you're in the midst of it. That's the problem. And that's why I that's why I'm so passionate about having the process yeah. and about stick into the process, going back to the process, applying the process to any situation. Because when I start to say, well, it surely can't work here. That's when I get off track. Like that's when things get bad again, because, but I'm like, if I will stick to the process and say, how does it apply? Even though it's weird, even though this is a unique situation, even though this is different, how do I apply that same process to this? And then it, that's how I can make progress and only progress. Yeah. And and the photos, having having the photos, that that's blown my mind as well. Keeping that, like you say, keep reality in the forefront. Yeah. And and don't imagine, don't think back and think, oh yeah, yeah I can put it here. Yeah. Just yeah. look and think, well, where are you going to put it? And what are you going to do with it? Yeah. That's uh it feels possible now, actually, you said that. It didn't at the weekend when I looked at it, I thought I'm never going to be able to do it. And and it feels possible now. So Thank you again. <laughs> well, little well, by I mean, little, I mean, half, it, half a yeah. bag at a time, an eighth of a bag at a time. I, I mean, like it it may take a while, but you're going to gain momentum. And as you, the longer you live in your house, that's so much easier, boat house that's easier to manage and take care of, things are going to look different to you than they did when you took them out of the boat. I, I mean, like even as it is right now, opening up a bag of stuff, some of those things that you once thought you could never possibly get rid of, it's going to look different to you because you have gained, you've kind of made a lurch forward of decluttering momentum in this. Yeah. And so say, no, I am different. I am different than I was when the boat started sinking. Yeah. What was something else you wanted to talk about? Um, well, it's sort of, it's kind of related. So I don't have much built-in storage. I have the one wardrobe that was the toilet and is now my wardrobe. And I have <laughs> kitchen units, which we've covered. And I have a fridge and, you know. So everything else is freestanding and everything else is furniture that I've brought on. And I've got it to the point where I've got a, a bed with storage underneath and I've got shelves. Not as many shelves as I had before, but I've got some shelves and they're open shelves. So I am going to have to get some drawers or get little containers to put stuff in. But I don't know how to do it because I don't want to just get a series of drawers that fit on the shelf so that that shelf is full of drawers. Hmm. But at the same time, do I do I just pile stuff on there until there's too much? And then I don't, you know, <laughs> again, I, yeah. I'm loath to, you know. What okay. I mean? So again, this is going to be a process. Okay. So I would say, don't worry about the drawers at this point. Don't, don't worry about buying any kind of solution at this point. Okay. Right. And 
say, I'm enjoying my boat the way that it is. So I am going to, as I think of where would I look for this first? And I look at these pictures, which shelf would I look for it on? Like I've, I have found that overall it is easier for me and the way that I function to have a plain old shelf with fewer items on it than to have a shelf with four bins or drawers or whatever you would call them baskets with more stuff on it. Like I function better in my clutter threshold when I can just open the cabinet door, see what I need, grab what I need, take it out without having to move anything around or dig at all, and then put it back. Now that's pretty extreme, but right now we're kind of at nothing. So you're in a unique position where you can do this. You can be like, okay, I am going, my goal is to just embrace each shelf, each thing as its own container without adding any kind of system first. And so I'm going to only bring in what will fit get toably accessibly in this space and do that. And then as I come up with stuff that I'm like, okay, I really would look for this there. Okay. Is there anything I can take out so that I don't have to add any kind of system? Just try to really embrace the shelf itself. All of that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that does actually. Cause the temptation before would have, and, and, and I did do it. I just got boxes and boxes and you know, these containers and you can stack on each other. And that's why I got, right. Cause I just had, had them all over. So no, that does, that does make sense because then, then I am forced again to face reality. What do I actually need? And, and it's I, not that you can't ever get containers, but I no. definitely don't recommend it as the first thing I recommend no. you trying to get through this process without buying any containers. And then after you only have in your space, what you, what fits easily and isn't spilling out into any other parts, then live with it for a little while. And then you're going to be like, you know, what would actually be helpful here is a tray in this spot that would kind of group things together or keep it from sliding when the boat starts rocking or whatever, you know, like that, (laughs) but, but that kind of thing, but, but that good decisions on that come from time. Like they, they come from time and living with it and living with it decluttered down to what it really needs to be. Um, are there frogs there? Am I hearing frogs? Because I keep hearing something. And if you could tell me it's a frog, I would be so happy. I, I, I could tell you it was a frog. I don't think it's a frog. Um, I don't know. I it's don't nothing. Know it's it's nothing. You're fine. Your microphone is fine. You're good. Oh. It's just every once in a while. And I don't know if it's the tech, um, like a, a sound or something. It's a frog. It's, a frog. A frog. it's definitely. Frog. Okay. It's, we, we, we have carp and we have herons and we have, you know. It's a British frog. It's a British frog. <laughs> okay, this has been so fun. Okay, what else did you want to talk about? Um, I, well, I, this is going to sound really dull, but what do you do with birthday cards and Christmas cards from loved ones? I, I've re- recently lost a few members of family, and so you know, what do you do with them? I, 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 yeah. Um. So what I do is I instead of thinking of a container per year or whatever, I would do one container 
Okay. So one space where you're going to put, uh, where you, you know, have available, like maybe it's a drawer, but you know, a, one space for sentimental cards and just having it be a defined limited space. Then as you go through things, do these, which things deserve space in that drawer. Okay. So for a lot of times what that means is, okay, I've got years and years and years worth of birthday cards from my mother. All right. I want to have my mother's signature. I want, yeah, I want the written thing that says, I love you daughter, you know, like I want that. I want to keep the most recent one, you know, like I'm going to keep one so that I have the signature and I have the sentiment, but maybe I don't keep all of them. Or maybe I want to keep every single one from my mother, but I technically don't need them from these people who I don't actually remember. And it was, you know, an office that I actually didn't enjoy working in or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so, so having a defined space just kind of naturally sorts that out. But as far as like, you know, it's that whole idea with sentimental stuff of keeping one and the one brings back all the good feelings, the boxes and boxes and boxes of other things bring about negative feelings. Like I live on a boat. I do not have room for boxes and boxes and boxes of birthday cards and Christmas cards, but what am I supposed to do with them? Like, that's the kind of negative feelings that I don't want to experience. And that nobody who sent me a card like that wanted that to produce that in me. Right. And so instead I look at it and I say, okay, I'm just going to take my favorite or my favorite few. That's fine. You know, maybe it's, this was a special birthday, this particular card. I specifically, for some reason, remember opening it and I remember the feeling. So that one's fine. But then the other ones are going to go because I only have space for, you know, a certain limited number of things. Right. That makes sense too. Thank you. Not that it's not hard, but it does make it easier when no, no, you but... are sorting and blaming according to the container. Anything else you want to talk about? I, I think I think because we've covered so much and you've included you've talked so. I, I I think I think all my answers have been, I've been answered and and I I, I, the, I like you say with the process and uh, and I think all the other bits and pieces, little bits and pieces kind of fall out from there and and yeah. so I just think yeah I think you're wonderful thank you thank you so much. So tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. Oh, well, everybody like, like, again, like you say, they're, they're normal and um, really supportive. I, I'm really bad at, at sort of writing and sharing things from, from my point of view, which is daft because I've been, I've come on the podcast to talk to you. But when I'm <laughs> writing it down, uh, when I'm writing it down, I can delete it and think, oh, nobody wants it. You know what I mean? I have done a couple of things, um, but I just like, but I do read, I go on regular and I read and just the, Awesome. I just going to sound really gloopy, but you know, just the, the just the humanity of it, and the the love and the support of everybody, and just everyone just going, yeah, don't worry about it, fine, yeah, I've been like that. You should see what I had to go through, and it's just you just you just feel, I think you just feel like I feel supported, yeah. even though they don't know me, they don't know that I'm reading what they're writing, you know. Yeah. They know. I mean, yeah, and I think some people feel comfortable sharing in different ways and I I just love I love it and they, the idea that there were other people who have this category of clothing which is 
you know, worn so I can't go back in the wardrobe, but but not worn enough to be washable. And I thought I was the only one who did that. And the, the I know. idea that it's, it's, it's just a, that was amazing. I genuinely thought I was the only one who sort of felt like that. So it's <laughs> nice to know there are other nuts out there. <laughs> That's so fun. All right. Well, I just appreciate this so much. I thank you for coming on. And yeah. I think it's, I think people are going to enjoy hearing about your unique situation, but also how the same process applies to all the different situations can then help somebody who's in a completely different, unique situation know that, no, I just need to stick to the process and figure out how that works in my, you know, my situation. Yeah. So. And that's okay. also great about what you do. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay. Didn't y'all love that conversation? Aren't you proud of me for not, I mean, every time I do a session with someone with a British accent. Y'all know it's hard for me to not start talking in a British accent, right? Like it, it's, it's hard. And I did it and I was proud of myself, but I really, really wanted to, but I just thought that was really great and fascinating her life and also just the progress that she's made. And anyway, I just loved the conversation. I did want to go back and talk about the quote that I misquoted, but I think that the, the idea of it was good. I went back and found it's from the That Sounds Fun podcast, episode number 426. Uh, the host of that show is Annie F. Downs. I really enjoy that podcast. And uh, she's quoting Jim Cress, who is a mental health professional, as saying, mental health is a commitment to reality at all cost. And I heard that. And I think I even paused it and just went, okay, that's deep. And also, Okay. Wow. So anyway, I wasn't exactly what I said, but I do think it had what I said is true. And I mean, not as a definition for mental health, I'm not going to be the person who gives that definition, but I'm just saying like the relentless pursuit of reality or commitment to reality at all costs. I mean, that that's what we're doing here, right? Like that's how we get our homes under control is by saying, I'm going to embrace the reality of my home because if I don't embrace the reality of my home, then my house can't be under control right? Like, so that's what we're doing. So anyway, I just want to give that uh, clarification there. Okay. I did want to remind you that if you would like to apply to do one of these sessions that gets aired here on the podcast, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean and find out about being a patron of the show because um, we have a great time in there. And I think people will love it. And last thing too, is don't forget that take your house back is on sale right now. We are going to do an all day declutter on January 7th, you don't have to be there live, but if you can be there live, you'll love it. I mean, people get super duper excited on those days and get tons done. So that is uh, a slobcomesclean.com slash take is my link for that. And I would love it if you would join us over there. Okay. I will talk to y'all later. Have a very Merry Christmas or as Caroline would say, a happy Christmas. No, she wouldn't say it like that. She would say happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas, right? Isn't that what? Whatever. Anyway, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.